Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week, <laughs> we are doing, for some reason, 1997's My Best Friend's Wedding. A true nightmare that somehow is one of the most popular movies that we have done. And by most popular, I mean it is it is a movie that people consistently name as a rom-com that they like or, you know, one of the... It's in the canon. <laughs> and it made... $299.3 million at the box that office. That makes me so angry. <laughs> it's, I mean, like, I've seen this movie many times. Like, I am one of the crowd. You know, I I, I did have to rewatch it specifically. I had never seen this for... movie. And, and now that I've seen this movie, I hate this movie. It's, and I can't believe. Yeah, it was, it was actually last year <laughs> I rewatched it uh, with my roommate, Maria. And... We both remembered liking it when we were teenagers and we both were like, wow, Julia Roberts is insufferable. This is horrible. This is. And then I rewatched it again this week and it it was even worse. This it is. Was, this yeah. is hell. This is what hell is. Uh, that's what I was thinking the entire time. This is hell. This was directed by PJ Hogan, an Australian director. Um, also known for direct, this is a man, I'm pretty sure, but yes, yes, a, a, yes, a male person. Um, so, uh, you know, do with that information what you will. Uh, he has directed films like the Humpty Dumpty Man and his first big hit Muriel's Wedding, which is a Tony Collette Australian classic that I've never seen. So I don't. So I don't actually know. I've heard it's one of those things that like is more depressing than it looks like on the box. That's that's the main thing that I've heard about Mir- which I believe. Yeah. Because is ne- because Hogan's next narrative film after a, what looks like a soul asylum documentary was my best friend's wedding. And then there was followed by unconditional love, which I'm sure was a delight. And then the 2003 Peter Pan, which is a movie that I like a lot. Like I'm I like so, that one a lot too. Yeah. Like, ro- like wrote and directed the two, like maybe you should have just been making Peter Pan this entire time because that's a good ass movie. And, and the movie that he made directly after that wonderful film was Confessions of a Shopaholic. So maybe he should just stay this, away from rom-coms. Yeah. And this, this is, uh, this is one of those movies where, I mean, obviously it profited largely and it obviously had a budget and it had a top billed cast. Oh, 100% so, it did. You Rupert know, Everett, Julia Roberts, Dermot Mulroney. Yeah, it didn't. It's Cameron not. Diaz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not like some of the movies that we've covered where the, it's just so badly structured. Like it's all like they have all the ingredients, but like, like there was a part of me that was like, maybe this movie is successful and it's meant to make me miserable. <laughs> Possibly. Like, like I was talking I was talking about this earlier that like I noticed that like Australian films like 
like seem to find misery like I think a little bit funnier than we do in America like just based on the stuff that I've seen like Strictly Ballroom and things like that where I'm just like maybe it's it's a difference in sense of humor and it makes me almost wish that this was an Australian film but oh we should talk very much about like happiness evangelism and like feeling good about ourselves yeah and like our protagonists like yeah, and whereas I, I do think I am you're from right, the like south. <laughs> over the overseas sensibilities, um, specifically Australia, but also like UK. Oh yeah, definitely like, like dark, like, like stuff the, like black books. Yeah, like the lead characters, they don't like lots of times they're shitty people and they don't even try to like pitch it like they're not shitty or like they're not they're not meant to be glossy and aspirational. Whereas America is very about the aspirational. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so this film was written by Ronald Bass. Ronald Bass has a much longer um, rap sheet full of stuff that I've actually seen, including Black Widow, which is, uh, yeah, yeah, Deborah Winger, Teresa Russell, good movie. Um, Written Gardens of Stone, wrote Rain Man, Oh yeah, sleeping with the enemy, which I, which wow, I, which I recommended. Which yeah, weirdly, we were brought to a place where you recommended that yes. on this podcast, the Joy Luck Club. So he's like good. He knows how to make good. This movies. is ridiculous. Like it just keeps going. This is all before my best friend's wedding too. When a man loves a woman. Wow. Dangerous minds waiting to exhale. There was a, apparently a Dangerous Minds TV show that he created. And this, yeah, this <laughs> brings me back to the question of maybe this movie was successful. When, and it was how Stella got her groove back, really? Yeah, you, you know, like, but like we weren't actually supposed to like them. Um, but but because it's because it's a, a rom-com um, and it fits a lot of the um the format, yeah, it, it 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 feels like it's implied that we're supposed to root for Julia Roberts for some reason. For some reason, yeah, because I I really don't understand because this is a movie about monsters, monsters all preying on a a young girl, young Cameron Diaz. I just I hate it. it it's it, this is this is like a psychological thriller. I was it, it so really, upset. It's like a it's like a a textbook uh example of of massive gaslighting and emotional abuse. Like legit. Like and I thought that this was maybe Cameron Diaz's first movie and this is why she's treated like this but no, her first movie was The Mask and she's treated a lot, I think a lot better. Oh yeah, and I mean The Mask was obviously very successful. Um I mean a very different tone, but you know, there's a little bit she's of She's already like she already is like starred in a like a romantic movie with Keanu Reeves at this point. So why I, I actually, it's interesting with Cameron Diaz. I feel, I mean, she, she's obviously had a thriving career in a lot of ways, but I do feel like she's put in roles fairly often where she's kind of like, like people don't like her. Yeah. Um, she's just like, she's just not that interesting. Like that, that's written into the plot. Yeah. I, I mean, it, the same year was a film called a life less ordinary, which is one where I think Ewan McGregor like kidnaps her. I don't remember like a full okay, plot. I need to see this. Cause what? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah, no, I see what you mean. Like, and I don't really understand. <laughs> She's I don't she's, have she's so sweet. Yeah, like in this movie, like I I I don't have a personal strong opinion about Cameron Diaz in general. Like like I think that she's good in some stuff. Um but in this movie, I I'm like 
I want to start a hashtag for her. Like, yeah. I'm like, save her. Like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it just, it, and it's also just that she's younger too. Like she was. She really is a baby. She was like, she she's playing a character that's 20. She was like 25 at the time of shooting. And it's just like, she's with Julia Roberts, who's like, how old is, how much older is Julia Roberts? Like she's, Julia Roberts oh. is supposed to be like. She's supposed, to, supposed be to be 28. Like eight, is supposed to be eight years older than her in the movie. In real life, Julia Roberts is only about five years older than her. Okay. Um, And. Dermot Mulroney is older than both of them. <laughs> Dermot Rich. Mulroney is actually cast better. Like, I almost feel like Julia Roberts's character probably should have been cast older, like should have been the same age as Dermot Mulroney, because Julia Roberts is a smooth four years younger than Dermot Mulroney. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like this like old He's just like this old man who's mean to women. And yes, he's just this old man who's mean to women. Like, like it that's sucks. really like I don't get it. And Actually, you know what? The old like you know who's older than him in this movie? Rupert Everett. Rupert Everett's older than him and looks looks younger, looks more youthful, yeah. looks more attractive. I love Rupert Everett. I wanted to fuck Rupert Everett in this movie. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist. Um, but yeah, like this. Uh, Rachel Griffiths was in this? Oh, she must have been one of the... Oh, yeah, they must have... Oh, they put blonde hair on her and put her with Carrie Preston. Yeah, that was weird. Okay, so the plot of this movie is essentially... Julia Roberts is a 27-year-old food critic who somehow is so important that, like, this restaurant's just, like, clamoring to, like, we must, we must please her. A 27 year old food critic in 1997 <laughs> and yeah. she's got a book tour <laughs> yeah she's on a book tour like like the opening scene like the exposition for julia roberts character is like like um a server like the chef kind of like whispering to the server like go go see what she thinks and she's like i will describe it as like i don't even remember the word she used it, it was like she's like elegant or something and then they're like oh good okay i will go tell the chef and i'm just like and, and this is like she <laughs> this is like our our introduction to her is that she's this successful food critic she's going on a book tour um but you know of course in in rom-com fashion she's not married and she doesn't have a boyfriend so we gotta we gotta put that value on her we gotta figure out you know how she can solve that um, and it's just like, okay, it's stupid. But um, can we talk about something real quick that's not stupid? The opening. Oh, yeah. The, the song at the beginning. I love it. Yeah, it was great. Oh, my God. It's I just still like have that song going around my head. It's like, it's like, it's like, and hoping and dreaming and, and praying and like, and, it, and, and it's like, like the, yeah, women dressed up. For a wedding and like dancing and singing and killing it. Yeah. And like, oh my God, there's a part where just a woman just like effortlessly puts a string of pearls on another woman. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is my shit. Like, I don't even <laughs> like musicals, but if this, I would way rather this movie just be replaced with those women just doing different songs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I it would be way more enjoyable for me emotionally. It's such a great opening, but it's like, 
it, it's it's great. Like you can probably look it up on YouTube. It's like one of it's one of like my favorite openings. Like it's great. It the only thing that makes it worse is that Marilyn Monroe does not appear directly after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But like it's weird because like when you set up a movie like this, it's like you're trying to say that it's going to be a satire of the idea of marriage, which is not what it is. Like no, it would be that's... probably better for like bride wars. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it it does feel like you know, you know the whole that that whole opening song is like, you know, make him yours. And and so if it it's was very done, like but I'm a cheerleader kind of thing. Yeah, but then the movie itself doesn't feel that way. It feels like it's trying to kind of be earnest about what people want, but also absurd, but also everyone's horrible and I yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't strike it doesn't succeed in my opinion as a satire and therefore it's just really horrible people <laughs> ruining each other's lives and mostly ruining Cameron Diaz's life. Right, because okay, so basically, um, Julia Roberts finds out that Der- Dermot Moroni is getting married. Sorry, I was eating a bagel. I'm so sorry. I, I tried to chew like away from the mic, so I hope nobody heard me. Everyone this bagel. is gonna be so mad at you, Jordan. No, because I know how I know I know people complain about podcasts. Oh no, they're just like eating right into the oh, mic. Oh right, it's like, yeah. I moved my I head so far away from the mic while I was chewing, just just for you guys. Yeah, um, I don't think I don't think they'll hear it. I don't <laughs> think they'll. Um, but like, so Dermot Mulroney is getting married and he he just like, it's like Julia Roberts gets a call and she's just like, oh, remember that wild night that we had in like Tulsa or whatever? And he's just like, oh yeah, how could I forget? But I'm not calling about that. So it turns out that I'm marrying a 20 year old girl who's like a sophomore in college and her dad is a billionaire and owns the White Sox. And so, hey, can you come to the wedding? And we just met like, I don't know, a few months ago, like not not very long. And it just sounds like like we hate movies already did this joke. So we're not going to dwell on this joke too much. But honestly, this joke is very accurate. It seems like he's plotting to kill her. Like, because it's just yeah, like, you, yeah. found, you found, it's true. Like, it's like the best criticism of this movie. I'm surprised, like, all of the pieces, like, written in 1997 weren't talking about how he just finds a billionaire's daughter who's 20. He's like, ooh, yes, I will marry into the empire, and then she shall die, and I will be in the will. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, we hate movies. Very good podcast. Pod- <laughs> plugging other podcasts within this podcast. Podcast. But that's, that's in good faith. But yeah. We bring something different, so, you know, you can like both podcasts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so it's... But really, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, it just seems like he wants to have like a young girl to make him feel like a man who also like will legitimize him because she has money. There's really no point in this movie where I feel like he actually likes no, her. No, it never establishes any is. convincing chemistry between them. Like, cause there's other movies we've covered where, um, there's a couple and you know that they're going to end up getting split up, but, but you can tell that they like each other a little, you know, they're not enough to get married. But with him, it, it feels like he's annoyed by her 
the whole time. Like he's just like, oh, just shut up. Like yeah, it just seems like he's very doesn't annoyed even with feel her. Like there's like a sexual like it doesn't even I feel like there's like a less thing. Imagine either. them like, having sex because you know there's also those movies where like you're like okay, well he thinks she's pretty. You know, um, there's nothing else there that he's into. But yeah, it just doesn't like just. It it just doesn't seem like there's anything there. And I think that that's really the crux of the problem with this movie is that, you know, it, it, Julia Roberts is supposed to be the bad guy, but also he is the bad guy. And I don't think that the movie intended this. And I feel like we're in really the family stone territory again, where Dermot Mulroney is playing a character that's supposed to be nice and supposed to be likable, and he is not, and he does not come off likable at all. No, and they don't give us any reason. Like we we hear um, Julia Roberts talk about how they've been friends for like ten years, and you know they had their one like fling moment, but but basically when they ended that, they decided to just remain friends, and they've been there for each other, like he's more likable through her eyes before we meet him. I'm like, Oh okay, yeah. The way like, that she talks about him, it makes him seem way better than he actually is. And then when we actually meet him, he's just kind of shit. Like, and it's like, <laughs> I don't dislike Julia Robert right away. Like at first I'm just like, okay, she's really successful and she has this friend. But then once she's around him, that's when I start really hating her. <laughs> yeah. And it just really seems like they're really bad for each other and that he makes her feel bad about her herself and i feel like she sees that as oh yeah we can be real with each other well they yeah they're both emotionally stunted like they're both obviously unable to be emotionally vulnerable with someone in a in an intimate way they're not even good at being emotionally vulnerable with each other well exactly and so they they feel more comfortable with someone who doesn't make them feel bad about that like they feel better with someone else who will kind of be shitty to them and they can just like you know, like, cause, cause Cameron Diaz is very emotionally available. She wants that she's connection. She's so with him. sweet and so kind, and she tries so hard. And you can feel her carrying the entire relationship on her shoulders. Oh yeah, like anytime she's doing all of the work. Like she's, you know, apologizing if anything goes wrong, even if it's completely not her fault. Like she's very much like, "Hey, babe, how are you?" Like, and how she's do I always you? ready to like like make concessions she's she's ready oh, to compromise sure. at which, all like all the time which is like really sad and like there there is a dynamic in which like it makes sense that she's supposed to be 20 and he's supposed to be like also 28 or 29 or whatever um because she does feel young in that sense where she's just like really excited to have like this guy yeah and she'll and do anything for him she'll do anything to please him and you can tell that he gets off on that and i think it's disgusting oh it's super disgusting yeah <laughs> he's very clearly like and and julia roberts like i mean basically she's before she gets the call from dermot she's like oh yeah no wait like he's just my friend and then she's immediately jealous when she gets the call to find out he's married getting married and then she's just like i need him like he's been obsessed with me and so it's like obvious that her feelings for him are only about vanity it's only about um having this attention it's not about oh my gosh i actually love this person and i have and i'm realizing that it's just like no i need to have him you know and and he needs to have me and and like we don't let each other go. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, 
and it's just it's, gross. It's, like I'm like, why am I supposed to root for you? You obviously so, don't this, love everything him. is like, disgusting. Everything, everything, including the fact that this is a fucking four day wedding. What the fuck is this? When he's just oh, like, oh, yeah. it's a four day wedding. He, and he goes, fuck? and it's what weird because they're both like white and like there's no like cultural like they're both American and white. It's not like oh, I'm marrying this Isn't woman. Isn't it weird from this that her family country. seems kind of southern? And too. they have yeah, like there's no like cultural because like if the wedding was like longer, but like there was a cultural reason that would make sense but it doesn't it's just like oh we're really rich so we're just gonna have a long wedding it's so weird okay and and then julia roberts shows up and immediately cameron diaz is like it's like i'm watching sweet it's like i'm watching like like something having to do with like the prairie or like Anne of Green Gables, where it's like we're gonna be lifelong friends. Like yeah, she's so like, oh, <laughs> like she's really like the only thing that's annoying about her is that she feels like young and naive in a way that could be tiring. But like, it's not even an it's not even a flaw. It's just like, oh, sweet baby. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's okay. She's just like, oh my god, so my. My like my maid of honor shattered her pelvic line. She she shattered her no. What is it? She shattered her pelvis. Line dancing in Adelaide over spring break. Like I feel <laughs> I want, like that is the movie I want to see. What I want to I want to see your line dancing maid of how, honor's life. How could line dancing fuck up your pelvis? Line dancing is like like I not even how much thrusting is involved in line dancing. It's like that not, I was not aware. Line dancing is not hard to do, and it's not that physically task. I don't know what this. I think also, who is line dancing on spring break? Who? Yeah. Who? Anyway, there's a lot there. In I that feel one like line. I feel like it's an elaborate lie to cover up the fact that somehow, even though she's a beautiful blonde rich girl, she has no friends, and this drove me crazy. She has no friends, like not even fake friends. I don't yeah. understand. See, I would have super believed if if Cameron Diaz had a bunch of fake friends who took advantage of the fact that she's like really sweet and are also like, oh, you're rich. Like, let's you know, I don't know get shit from you yeah but like, she doesn't like, even like have a, that yeah like not even not even like terrible like malia obama friends right like. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah those friends that are trying to get you in trouble for smoking pot yeah the, the president's daughter yeah like it's so oh my god it's so it's so strange and she's just like and then <laughs> and then she's like oh my god Durham Mulroney told me all about you and he said that like you don't care about any like womanly things or like female priorities oh yeah she's like, hashtag like, not like other like, girls like, like getting married or like having children and like he just told me all about that and, like how independent you are and it like almost is just like it's almost like he told her that as like a reasoning for why he isn't with Julia Roberts. Like I believe that one hundred percent. Oh, for like, sure. I like he was probably like, her. oh yeah, like my best friend. Like we had a thing, but you know she's she's not into that woman stuff. So like she wouldn't be down to like marry me. Don't worry about her. Like it's fine. But then of course he probably he he obviously planted an insecurity by making Julia Roberts sound smarter and more interesting somehow, even though she's really obnoxious <laughs> like there's yeah there's and 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 when when Cameron Diaz says this when she's all like oh yeah he told me all these things like I don't know it is like her character is so unbelievably sweet because it would make sense if her character was a little like jealous you know or threatened I mean she is threatened but 
Especially since Julia Roberts is not doing anything to make it better. Like, she's doing quite the opposite. Like, she's not like, oh, hey, girl. Like, I mean, I'm, but everyone... I'm his friend. I've heard about you. Like, she's not, like, trying to bridge that gap. She's like, I'm going to steal him from you, you stupid rich girl. Everyone's making it so strange. Like, somebody, somebody uh, like, introduces themselves to them. <laughs> it's just like... You know, looks down at like Julia Roberts. It's like, oh, it's you, the like the woman that she'll never live up to. <laughs> yes, Somebody says it, like, I think that's like a cousin or something. Yeah, I think that's what Rachel Griffith says. <laughs> and it's just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, like see with moments like that, with lines like that, I felt like it was trying to be a, a, a satire. You know, like the like those cartoony moments i was like okay this is trying to be a self-aware movie but then it it's not consistent enough in that for it to like work tone wise <laughs> yeah there's also a moment when like it, yeah it's really weird when um julia roberts meets cameron diaz's family because they're all so nice to her but they all all seem to know that shit's messy like uh the mom's like oh he didn't do you justice like oh you're a babe you know yeah like, everyone like I'm it like, seems like everyone wants weird. to like fuck julia roberts it's just like 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 can everybody like calm down calm like down. like she's can, definitely a babe but like chill can like, everybody just like chill with like the wolf whistling and shit that's going on here because it's just like it's so strange to me that's the way everyone's so openly thirsty everyone's so openly you know, like it, it, this isn't a satire. That's the prop. The problem with this movie is that it's not a satire, but it acts like it is. And there's it, just it, nothing. It feels like it uses that excuse when it when it fails. Right, to be exactly. Funny. And it's yeah. just like this is not a satire. This is a story about a woman who finds out that her friend is getting married and decides that what she's going to do is destroy the marriage just because she can. Like because just, she's mad that like she doesn't get his unlimited attention now that's yeah it. like she doesn't want to get married she it's not like she had a moment where she realized that's the thing she wants she doesn't even want him she just wants and i'm like girl don't you get attention you're on a fucking book tour like you're like and you're julia roberts right. you it can just obviously make get sense. another dude like, like it just like, seems like she just wants to control the situation like i i don't know if you saw my tweets but the moment that i saw saw this i decided that my review of this movie my succinct review of this movie is if i flew home to georgia and decided to like take one of my old Barbie dolls from my sister because I was be like, Oh, uh, well I'm not playing with it anymore, but like, you can't have it. Like you can't have it. It was mine. And I just like, and I get so angry at my little sister. And then like, I like, and also I refuse to tell my little sister that the Barbie doll itself is like actually toxic. Like, <laughs> yeah. like there's like toxicity in it and it actually needs to be thrown away. But I would rather just like make this whole to do and then take it and then maybe throw it in the trash later. Like this is, what this movie is to me like this is oh, how it she seems. just wants to take something away from someone because he's not great and she knows that she, she yeah, knows that's that the you thing. can see it in her eyes that she doesn't really she want him says that to uh cameron diaz like in one scene she's like oh you know it takes a real like trooper to put up with all of his bullshit like i mean she she says it different than that of course but and Cameron Diaz is like, oh, yeah, like, but I, I like I, I made a list and he's worth it. She's like, yeah, you know, he snores really bad. I think that's funny that they list that because snoring is something you can't help. But his whole awful personality is something he can. <laughs> um, like, oh, his snoring. I'm like, no, his misogyny. <laughs> like, what yeah, are we doing here? He just like he's smug. He's an a he's emotionally unavailable. Like, I guess he's, like, a sports journalist, which, like, I mean, it's cool that he's got a thing, but, like, he doesn't even seem, like, doesn't even seem 
excited to talk about that. Like, there's no, I don't get it. What's his appeal? Like, yeah, Dermot Mulroney's handsome, but when someone sucks, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't. <laughs> it's, I got a lot of feelings about this. No, this is just <laughs> bullshit. Like, like, I don't even want to. Okay, so at some point, I just stopped paying attention um, because I was getting so angry. Oh, no, I I, I, I was like the same seeing thing. red and I was just like cussing. Like, I, what, to, to our listeners, how could you watch this? How could you watch this? I'm sorry. I'm so mad. Like, I, I thought that, yeah. like, I didn't know. Like, I thought that Leap Year was going to make me the angriest. No, but, like, this, it's this. At because, least Leap Year has shots of grass you like, can look this at. This is just not. Okay, okay, so there's a scene where he basically, where Dermot Mulroney is trying to explain to Julia Roberts why he wants to be with Cameron Diaz. And he was just like, when I try to hug her in public, she doesn't pull away. And it's like, in I public. I can hold her as long as I, can, I want. As long as I want. And when I tried to hug you in public, yeah, you you pulled away. And, and. Um, it's like it, oh so you just like it when someone like has lowered boundaries like it I, sounds yeah it doesn't come off um affectionate it comes off possessive yeah like she just, lets me show everyone that i own her like it like because there it would be different if he was like she's affectionate but it's not that he's like i get to hold her in front of people and i'm like okay dude it's just like <laughs> it's just like she's so much more docile than you and is it that great she doesn't actually call me out on any of my shit and like except you know julia roberts says the thing where she like calls him out on it but then she's still like "Uh uh-huh but you're great like yeah (laughs) oh my gosh the karaoke scene oh that is one of the worst things that i my gosh so mean this scene i mean i'm i am making the assumption that most of you listening have seen this movie um it's so so i don't feel the responsibility to lay it out like brick by brick as much as some but but there's a scene where they go to uh do karaoke uh the three of them which i mean that's fine i guess i i'm i am like a little weirded out that they don't like have group hangouts where like more of the wedding party comes through yeah it's um, weird that it's just the it's three like, of them oh we'll just have you and your best friend slash ex and me um but yeah the cameron diaz uh um julia roberts and dermot mulroney go to do karaoke cameron diaz gets drunk as you do and she does karaoke she's fine and she's, basically they just like trap her into doing it like they she know doesn't that even she, want to yeah and it, it's like it's like they know that she can't sing or something and it's just like oh it's gonna be really embarrassing to like get this person who can't sing like it embarrassed them and it's just like at first like people are really mean to her which like made me feel bad because that's not how karaoke works nobody's actually really mean at karaoke almost never unless they're actually just like a dick no like that's not a thing like nobody um, like you're not the point <laughs> of karaoke is not to be a good singer i know there's people who are good singers that use karaoke as a place to like show that and that's that's great but that's not actually the point like the point is to have fun and sing songs you like right exactly yeah but it was just like this thing to embarrass her and so like julie roberts is happy and then like people are mean to her and then like people start to feel bad and and then they start to really like enjoy her moxie because she keeps singing even though she can't sing and they're just like and she's got good state like she's rocking it like she's got stage presence yeah so it's just so then they start cheering for her, and then Julia Roberts is upset, and, and Dermot Mulroney is, like, enamored because, I don't know, I guess, I whatever his thing is. Like, Dermot Mulroney and Julia Roberts are doing that thing that you do when you're close with someone, and you can just make eye contact to talk shit, like, where you can just look over and be like, wow. Like, they're they're exchanging side-eye about 
about his fiance that they basically got drunk so they could humiliate her. They're okay, fucking monsters. This is, this is like this is this is teen abuse. Okay, she is twenty years old. She's not even old enough to drink. That's yeah, the thing. She's that's, not even drinking age. Yeah, and it's just like it's these two people who are pushing thirty, being incredibly mean to a twenty-year-old girl who like seems like a virgin, who seems like she hasn't been through a lot, who seems like she doesn't know a lot, and everybody's just treating her like shit. This is child abuse. Like I was mad. I no, was it, so it mad. Really, it's gross. Like and drop her off at the student center and give her a snack okay <laughs> like leave her alone leave yeah her like alone. let her finish her college degree like oh yeah because oh she gosh. wants to leave she's studying architecture she wants to leave she wants to drop out of college because it's just like what's most important is that i can be with him while he's working i just want this because relationship he travels to work. you know he travels because he's a sports journalist so he goes but but like you know with with most journalism it's not like he's like in cool places all the time he's like going to small towns to interview coaches and and cover his stories so she's just willing to give up college so she can you know go to wherever yeah in texas or wherever they're gonna be and just yeah and just be his wife and it's like it is it is i feel like we've had multiple of these movies in a row where there's red flags of an abusive relationship um oh my god like he seems he's so emotionally abusive. abusive like and and not just the karaoke it goes far beyond that there's other scenes where and there are scenes where just, she's like groveling to him that make me really uncomfortable like there's a scene where like she basically calls him out for being kind of sexist and he was just like fine i guess i'm just like a stupid sexist well i guess you shouldn't marry me then and like why would you just, like me i'm a dumb and it's just like she she's right though and, she, and and, and like her gripe, I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't big. Like it no, wasn't. it was basically like you're being condescending or you're not listening to me. Yeah. Um, and then and then when he gets all upset with her, she says, "You have to forgive me or I'll just die." She says and that. She starts crying. It, it's so upsetting. And it's in front of Julia Roberts, and they're like at a restaurant. And Julia Roberts, this is like one of the few times Julia Roberts isn't a monster because you can tell she's like, whoa, this is like messed up. But I mean, she's still enough of a monster that she still wants Dermot Mulroney and she's still willing to, um, you know, try to ruin Cameron Diaz's marriage. Um, which I mean, I guess is kind of doing Cameron Diaz's favor. If Honestly, you it down to yeah, it. it's it's weird because like you know, she, Julia Roberts seems like sympathetic in the scene, and then as soon as she gets to her hotel room, she like calls Rupert Everett. She's like, "We gotta be there." I did a thing and it backfired, and I tried to stir up shit and it didn't work. And it's like we're both terrible people and we belong together and blah blah blah. And it's all like on my favorite. Anti- machine is that rupert everett is so over it like he's the best in this movie oh yeah he's just like he's having a dinner party he's just like he's like bitch you're messy like that's basically what he's saying the whole movie he's like you're messy you don't even like him that much he's not that great but like like their friendship feels believable because like you can tell they probably have fun together and like and that julia roberts probably is fun and better around him than she is around Dermot Mulroney. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, Rupert Everett is just like, he's so he's just like you, whatever girl, like tell me about your mess. I am not that of mess. He, like, he shows up and then she pretends like they're engaged and then no, she, yeah, she pretends and like, He's so mad that he has to pretend to be straight that he like turns like he just decides to turn it into like the best performance ever. Oh, it's amazing. He he's so <laughs> extra and he is like 
completely bent on humiliating her, which he should because A, she's being a monster who's trying to tear apart a wedding, who's also trying to use her friend to make her other friend, I'm putting this in quotes, jealous. He just like, he he takes it away. He's he's brilliant. He's great. He's like, we met in a mental institution. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he also tried like, yeah. He's he's perfect. Oh my god! And then my second favorite scene in the movie, aside from the opening credits, is is when they have the Dionne Warwick sing along. Oh my gosh! Yes, oh yeah. He starts god. talking about Dionne Warwick, and then he gets like the whole bridal party to sing along at dinner. And I'm like, again, like this is another example of side characters in movies being my favorite part of the movie. Uh, Rupert Everett like takes. I am very sympathetic to Cameron Diaz in this, but Rupert Everett is definitely my favorite to watch. He's just he's just fun and he feels like a real person that you'd hang out with. Yeah, like he's it's so great. He gets everyone to sing. He also like makes Dermot Mulroney jealous, which I feel like is such a great way to show like how dumb he is, because to look at a performance like that and to think, oh, yeah, this is a real relationship. Yeah. And like this isn't like Julia Roberts being manipulative, like um. At one point, probably the most wild shenanigan that Julie Roberts um, does is she tries to, she writes an email. Um, so basically there's like been a little bit of tension because um, be, because Dermot Mulroney's job is traveling as a, a sports journalist, you know, he's, he's going to be traveling no matter what. Um, but because Cameron Diaz is from a billionaire family, her dad could totally hire him to work for him. Um and therefore like stay in one place and then she would get to finish school. And that's something that Cameron Diaz has kind of wanted, but she's pretty much given up on. So when Julia Roberts catches wind of that, she's like, Oh, perfect. This'll make Dermot Mulroney super mad. If I put him in a position where he thinks they want to, like they don't think he's good enough or he makes enough money and they want him to work for Cameron Diaz's dad. So Julia Roberts manipulates Cameron Diaz into asking her dad to offer Dermot Mulroney a job, um, which that's actually one of the scenes where he freaks out is he like starts yelling at Cameron Diaz and he's like, you don't think I'm good enough. You've never thought I was good enough. That's why you're offering me this job. Cause you don't believe in me and all this stuff. Oh my God. And she's like crying him. and she's like, no. And she's also just like, she's, this is also her just being like, no, I mean, yeah, I do kind of want to stay in school. I'm like, yeah, girl, like you're 20 and you're rich. You don't, you're not going to get in debt for this shit. Of course you should go to college. Like of what? Course. Um, and then Julia Roberts makes it worse after this happens, after he like yells at her, she really doubles down. She sneaks into Cameron Diaz's dad's office. She sends an email, um, from, from his email to Dermot Mulroney's like sports journalist editor and is basically like I I am his future father-in-law and I made him a job offer and he said he cannot work for me while he's working for you um but I think this job would be really important for him and is basically like a a crazy email like asking like you should probably let him go so I can I can hire him um Julia Roberts does this because she's hoping this will make Dermot Mulroney like freak out and dump Cameron Diaz <sighs> it's spoiler i mean spoiler for a movie 20 years late it's um nuts. it does it does make him freak out and cameron diaz takes even though this is something that julia roberts did and her dot her dad did not do and her dad somehow never finds out 
that this email was sent. That's a whole other thing. Her she, dad, who is like, isn't her dad like the the butler for It Takes Two? Yes. Totally <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. Oh my gosh. Um, her her dad. Uh, yeah, her dad doesn't find out because basically Dermot Mulroney freaks out, and then Cameron Diaz is like, she just she wants to marry him so bad. She's like, it's my fault. I'm sorry. It's my fault. Like, don't talk to the family. Either break up with me or and and like so. Then he's just like, okay, like, but you love me? And she's like, yeah, I do. I'm so sorry. And Cameron, and meanwhile, Julia Roberts is being the most evil because Dermot Mulroney, like, talks to her about it. And she's like, wow, that's crazy. And I'm just like, oh, I can't stand you. It's so, oh, my God. We could just go back to the beautiful Dionne Warwick scene in which, <laughs> in which Rupert Everett says, could the siren love me? Are the gods so kind? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> I would say. Scene. I wish we would have stayed in that scene because yeah, just the rest of it is just this, this such manipulative shit. And then Julia Roberts goes to Cameron Diaz and it's just like you're creme brulee and he needs Jello. And and Cameron Diaz is like I could be Jello and she's just like you can never be Jello. And I just want to kill. I was everyone. a little bit high and I was laughing a really massacre. hard. Massacre! <laughs> I was a like, massacre. I was like, this is so stupid. Um, oh my god and then finally when julia roberts tells Dermot moroni that she loves him she's like shaking like a crazy person like she's waiting for her next fix just let me she's like let me let me let me let me love you let me let me make you happy you can't even make yourself happy bitch who are you gonna make happy yeah what, you, what are we doing like what are like are you excited for him to just be emotionally unavailable and then you can be emotionally unavailable and that's like your fun exchange oh my god and then like and then <sighs> Cam and then they kiss and cameron diaz sees and then Dermot Mulroney goes off to chase Cameron Diaz and Julia Roberts goes to chase Dermot Mulroney and then Julia Roberts calls Rupert Everett and Rupert Everett gets to point out like in one of the best lines of the movie look behind you is anyone chasing you and she's like and he's that's basically, not the point no it is the point yeah though, no and he's like just move on you're not the one literally this movie ends with her being alone which is the best thing that it could do. Yeah, honestly. And that tell-off scene in the bath. Cameron Diaz finally gets to tell her off in the bathroom. And that's great, too. And there's just, like, a whole crew of, like, women. But, but then I'm, like, just, like, oh, so Cameron Diaz just has to be with Dermot Mulroney now? Like, after all of this? Yeah, I hated it. I hated it. Because it's, like, they end up together. And then Julie Roberts is still in the fucking wedding. After trying to destroy the wedding, they still let her be the maid and of honor in the wedding. And she makes a toast. And she, like, references her. She's, like, oh, yeah. Like, I heard I had a, a psychopath I, was trying to ruin the wedding. It's just, like, fuck you. And I'm just, like what and then rupert everett shows up at the end and he's like on the phone with her like with julie roberts and, and then he's like oh like i bet you're like really upset and you're like you're like tapping your fingernails on the on the table and and basically it's like an elaborate reveal that you know he's there and so then they dance and he's like even though i'm gay like dance with me um and i'm just like this whole movie was it's just front like it's a movie that has a bunch of shenanigans, but they're not even fun. It's not even like a fun like. Oh, it's, this it's, is ridiculous! I'm just like exhausted. It's a really upsetting story. It, you know, this is the kind of movie where I know a, a lot of people when they say that they don't like rom coms, it's because they think that they're actually like scary or actually thrillers or actually really upsetting when you think about them. And most and a lot of the time, I disagree. Um, but in this case, I don't like this is this is a really disturbing movie. And I remember this movie was on TBS all the time all when the I time. was a kid. 
And, you know, I never watched it because, you know, I just didn't, it was just not a plot summary that I was interested in personally. Like I watched other rom-coms. I didn't watch this. At some point I just kind of got Julia Roberts out. She, um, this was definitely during the she Julia Roberts peak. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it was just, it was, I mean, it was just like a mix of these things. This is one of the movies where if somebody said, oh, rom-coms are actually really disturbing. This is a great example of that. This is a really Because it's well-made enough that like you can focus on how disturbing the plot is, you know, because there are good actors in it. There's a lot of money in it. Um, but the plot is totally disturbing and the main the main people that it feels like we're supposed to like are the least likable. And and I think that it's not a mistake that this is made by two men. Like I think that this is it's really notable that it's made by two men also produced by a man. I'm always really fascinated with men's perceptions of what women want, which you know that's a whole nother thing, but just how consistently there's these asshole dude characters that these men write that like women are clamoring for. And like, yes, there are like women do clamor for assholes sometimes too. Um, but it's, it's just so reductive. Yeah. This is one of the few situations where I actually looked to see what the production company was. It was Zucker brothers productions run by Jerry Zucker. And they also uh, produced, uh, <laughs> Rat Race, Fair Game. Okay, I liked Rat Race. Friends with Benefits. Okay, <laughs> wow, interesting. So it's just like, I just feel like maybe it's just a situation where, you know, if this was supposed to be a dark comedy, I feel like it should have been that because it doesn't feel that way. Because, no, it's because not if, funny enough. Because if it That's was a dark comedy... If we were going to have Dermot Mulroney and Cameron Diaz end up together in the end, it, the dark comedy would highlight the fact that this is a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That that actually, like, yes, Julia Roberts is disappointed, but also, like, they shouldn't be together either. Yeah. Because that, that this is really... Because at the end of this movie, the, the emotion that I feel the most is really bad for Cameron Diaz because she's wasting her life. And I, all I can really hope is that she's very young and that she gets divorced from this person before she has any kids with him. Oh, absolutely. That's all I want for her. But you know, like you totally get the vibe that she's not going to be on birth control or anything. And like, yeah, he doesn't use this, condoms. Is just, this is just really, Oh my God. It's, this, it's, it's a, I hate this movie. Yeah. Fuck this movie. I really hate it. This um, is just, I, I can't like, imagine I wouldn't, liking like, it. If, if you're, because son, I, I've had people like write me before and they're like, oh, like this makes me want to rewatch or like hate watch, you know? Um, don't, which, that's your own choice. But with yeah. this movie, I really don't think you should. There's just if nothing anything, here. Just watch the scene where they're all singing Dion Warwick. Oh yeah. Cause that's great. That's yeah. white excellence. Yeah. White um, excellence. Um, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but like, yeah, this is just like, oh my God. Yeah, man. Like pretty woman is closer to a dark comedy than this. Yeah. Cause at least pretty woman like acknowledges poverty and also acknowledges sexual assault. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Pretty woman is l way better than this. I mean, if you want to watch, it's obviously a different tone completely, but if you want to watch Julia Roberts, Watch Pretty Woman. 
Yeah, and it was like really the last time that Gary Marshall was daring with a romantic comedy in the sense of like tone. The rest of it, it's just like, it's all supposed to be sweet, which I think is the problem. Yeah. It's this idea that like, it's all supposed to be sweet. It doesn't have to be. No. We don't have to. If you want to make a dark romantic comedy, you can, but you need to commit to it because this is you just... You need to make sure that there's some something real there. There's like real connection and not just like... Right infatuation because these are just three people that should not be near each other period no absolutely not (laughs) i just and i feel like super like i know that cameron diaz is like okay i mean she's married to somebody from good charlotte so i don't know maybe she's not honestly because ew um (laughs) no but i mean oh my gosh (laughs) i have a lot of internet stalking to do thank you jordan for that gift But, like, it's just, like, it made me feel so bad. Like, I felt so bad at the pit of my stomach. Like, I was just, like, Oh, no, I was, like, protect her. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, let me turn on Martin Scorsese's The King of Comedy so that I can calm down from (laughs) my best friend's Oh, yeah, no, it was, I definitely washed it down with a show. Yeah, it's just, oh, my God. This is is one of the more exhausting ones to cover. uh, Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. What? This is. Which, what? You, people, which you, you people like this? Given what our what? podcast is and given some of the train wrecks <laughs> pun intended, this. we've covered on here. Fuck like this. This is one of the better produced ones with a top cast and it's horrible. Yeah, I try not to be like the person that's like yelling into the microphone, but like, fuck this for real. Oh, like, yeah, I, no. no, this is bullshit. So, um, I mean, next week we'll do something that is also bad. Yes. Because that's what we do. Right. Y'all. <laughs> There's but no there's no rest for us unfortunately. No rest. But I mean <laughs> <laughs> Really? Yeah, I was going to say we'll do something but no, we we probably won't. It's just going to be bad in a different yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, buckle this is, in. This is our lot in life. This Y'all, is what we did. We signed this is what we, we signed up to for ourselves. This. this is the brand um, <laughs> So you should follow us on Twitter at yeah. Bad Romance Pod pod with a zero instead of an o you can subscribe to us on apple Podcasts. please rate us subscribe yes um spotify you know you can listen to us there stitcher you can listen to us there google play listen to us there i have a patreon you can totally contribute to that if you would like you should follow us on twitter um yeah and you know all of that good stuff and and like tell love, your friends about us. Love yourself enough to not rewatch. Please don't. My best friend's wedding. Just the world is dark enough. You don't need to do this to yourself. Right. Okay. You, you know, listen you to more better. episodes of us instead. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> and there's other episodes where there's movies that like you could watch. You know, I I wouldn't. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm Bronwyn Isaac. <laughs> I'm Jordan Searles. Bye. Bye. Yeah, back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Uh, yeah, back it up.